Geek Shock. That'd be the grossest. We get so many hits, though. Yes, we would. Best <laughs> ugly couch show ever. <laughs> well, I don't know about best. Barry puts his dick in everybody's Popular. Oh, <laughs> so. it tastes terrible. Yeah, what's my fucking cock? It's been all, all around the fucking world. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Shock, folks. <laughs> Episode 120. I am Master Torgo. The famous Paul. Commander K. Just yeah, a few missing voices this time, gentlemen. Yeah, it's, uh, holiday season, I guess, yeah, That's Missing dead. Voices, starring Leonard Nimoy <laughs> and Patrick Stewart. Oh, God. I once said, if I could meet Spock, I would tell him, you're a good man. Wait and a minute. I would say, I am not a man at all, but a Vulcan. Let's wait a minute. What, what, what that first voice actually sounded like Janeway doing her Picard <laughs> impression. What the hell was that? If I ever met you... <laughs> Check out a. <laughs> see, check see out a. You are my rock. See the similarity. Check out a. Oh, <laughs> I love you. Check out a. It's like a little Jerry Lewis in there too. It's great. <laughs> check out a. <laughs> Quantum torpedoes target the flavin. Have <laughs> <laughs> a coming up on the cousins. Why, wow. Corazon's exo, why? An alien? I want all of you to know that I have never served aboard a finer ship with a seven and nine. I want to go farther than anyone has ever gotten before. Doctor, emergency hologram activation, please. For the catching of a phone with a two box. <laughs> That is the most Jerry Lewis has ever made me laugh. <laughs> oh, shit. Why don't I go over in France? Uh, aside from uh, discovery of new voices, what other geeky things do you do this week, gentlemen? Same old, same old. Xbox, comic books. <laughs> yeah? yeah. N- nothing more specific than Xbox comic books? Well, book? Xbox. Unless there's an Xbox comic book you've been reading. Oh, well, that would be amazing. <laughs> Just loop it all at once so I can get all over with. Now play the book. <laughs> you read the game, now play the book. Uh, I went through my uh, 17 boxes of uh, science fiction and fantasy paperbacks. Oh, lordy. Yeah. So Those, I, those pile up. Yeah, they I got pull, a bunch of storage. I pulled them out of storage and uh, went through the boxes and... Uh, uh, categorized them and got them itemized up and everything got the boxes labeled so should categorize the day, i was gonna say what yeah. what are the categories yeah i'm, I'm curious uh well, tiger men you got, uh, <laughs> yeah no tiger men is generally under science fantasy so it's you true. Got science fantasy sword and sorcery space opera hard science fiction you know Okay. Paul's favorite <laughs> you um, know i love it hard <laughs> so new wave new weird cyberpunk Nice. Yeah. So, a box for each. Uh, well, not quite a box for each. Sometimes there was overlap. I don't have a whole lot of cyberpunk, you know. My Gibson collection, a couple of Bruce Ther- Serling, and that's it. So you, you really don't need a whole lot of cyberpunk, really. No, no. Neil Stevenson, you know. Oh yes, yes. Snow Crash. 
Here, that's gotta good. Gotta read Snow Crash. Here, that's real good. I still gotta read it that. It is yeah. awesome. Oh, dude, it's you read Snow Crash and you'll be like, oh, that's where Matrix got that from. Oh, that's where mm -hmm. Tron Legacy got that from. Oh, that's where they all got that from. Oh, geez. Somewhere, so. I, didn't, I didn't read the article, but I just caught the headline when I was looking for news that uh, Matrix was partially incepted by a Kiss album. Really? Yes. That Which was, one? I, like I said, I didn't read it, and I really should have yeah. read it up. But it's out there, at least that claim. Hmm. Well, if you listen to Beth backwards, it's pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. I think it's, it's, I think it's Heb. Heb, which zip, what did you is the one that what said? What is your Mr. Smith? What if whatever, Mr. Anderson? agent. It's the whole script in that song. Well, of course, I've been doing nothing but playing the Xbox. It's it's. I know it's the kind of problem you want to have, but I just have too much game right now. Too much game. Uh, give, give it a month, you'll all run out of game and have no game. Right. I mean, again, Gamefly not helping. And embarrassment right. of riches. Because now is the time that they send me Rage and Dark Souls, which are two... <laughs> Rage is on three discs. Yeah. So, huge, huge game. game. Dark Souls, you have to move basically an inch at a time through the game. So, long game. And both been in my queue since September. How is Dark Souls? Uh, did you ever play Demon Souls? I know all about it. Okay, uh, Demon Tedious. Souls. For those who don't know, there is one of the hardest action role playing games ever to be released on any console. Dark Souls is the spiritual successor of that game. Um, this game is not afraid to kill you and death. Yeah, there it is. There's the groove I'm looking for. Oh, oh. <laughs> One of my friends saying, "Where are you on Xbox? Why aren't you on Xbox?" Because <laughs> we're talking about Xbox. Because <laughs> we're talking about Xbox. I mean, you could be playing Xbox, but it's <clears throat> it's a hard game, but a fair game. As long as you go through it carefully, and you are very observant, you will go far. The moment you lose patience with anything and go faster than you should, you're gonna die. In fact, mm. is you're gonna die in this game. There's no get way around it. But you learn from your deaths as you go through it. There are placement markers where people have left messages saying to help you out, and you can leave your own if you want. Or you can also, there's blood splatters, because the game is always online, mm -hmm. and if you look at the blood splatter, you'll see like the last few seconds of the guy that died there. Oh, wow. So it'll give you a hint as to what he died of, so you may survive. And your blood splatter will help others as well. Um, but again, the game is hard, and death means something in this game. Mm. It's not where, like almost every game, Skyrim included, you die, you just go back to your either last save point. There's, there is save points, but the currency in the game is souls. And if you die, <clears throat> you lose all your souls. All right, and that's how you level up. That's how you buy new equipment with souls. How you can get them back once you go and visit your corpse, a la a corpse run. However, if you die on the way to the corpse run, those souls are gone forever. E. So again, is there a soul bank? Uh, no, there is no yeah. soul bank. Is there a soul nato? Soul bank. There should be a soul nato. There's no soul nato. No. I'm a soul bank. Hey, I'm gonna make a drop. Jump back. Take my soul out. Ha! Ah! Moving. Put 
too much in. <laughs> ah, I gotta make a withdraw. Nah, yeah. say ha. Ah. Got an ATM, ATM for the soul. One, two, three, four. Ha, ha. Keep it on the one. Ha, ah, uh. Got my pin number for the soul. Got a pin number for the soul. Pin is pin number already. I said it already. I said it again. <laughs> so forty hours of Skyrim so far. <laughs> You're what, like a level 30 now? Uh, yeah, 30. Cruising toward level 31. I got it. Right. Uh, 30 out of 1. Uh. <laughs> What's your dragon kill rate? Right uh, I think I've killed seven, possibly eight dragons at this point. <laughs> you Shot got one screamed, flying through the dragon. air, maybe it died. <laughs> <laughs> You're busy running away. <laughs> right. I, uh, maybe it was killed by a giant, maybe it didn't count. I don't know. Corpse run. I love that. Oh yes, that's 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 a great that's a great title right there. Corpse Run. Yeah, oh, if I haven't done enough of those in World of Warcraft in my life, that's all right. <laughs> EverQuest, which EverQuest is going free to play. EverQuest Two yeah. is finally making that jump. Crazy. They still got a good amount of players on EverQuest too. They do as well, and I actually, that's one I actually enjoyed. I enjoyed EverQuest Two a lot, even more than World of Warcraft. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those EverQuest players are definitely. Very serious about EverQuest. Yeah, they. Uh, but so are the World of Warcraft guys. So, right, it's I missing that tongue and cheekness that Warcraft has, which yeah. I appreciate actually. I don't always want my fantasy all tongue and cheek. Yeah, EverQuest has definitely got that more serious, hard, uh, hardcore. Would would you say hardcore? Hardcore fantasy? elves. The, the, the I elves don't know. Are... It's <laughs> hardcore and World of Warcraft kind of go hand in hand with some of those people. <laughs> I tried to be one of those people. <clears throat> I just couldn't do it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think. Mm. News you don't give a shit about. We were speaking of shit? We were. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was. Oh. Yeah. World of Warcraft. I'm, <laughs> I'm so done with it. Living so done with it. Azeroth. <laughs> you, you, you keep going with the brown. <laughs> Roll with it. News you don't give a shit about. Rocky is coming back to life. What? Hey! What? I got soul. <laughs> I'm super bad. Uh, Sylvester Stallone will be producing the $15 million Rocky musical. What? <laughs> Thomas Meehan of the producers will write the book of the musical. Tony Award winning lyricist Lynn Atherins, the uh, composer uh, Stephen Flatley <clears throat> of Ragtime will collaborate on the music. Uh, several songs from the Rocky films, including Survivor's Eye of the Tiger and Bill Conti's main title tune, Gonna Fly Now, will be included in the production. Uh, according to Stallone, the musical will concentrate more on the softer side of the Italian stallion. Of uh, Italian stallion, will you read? Will you do your quote for me, please? What is this? Oh, you're st- at the end of the day, Rocky's a love story, and you can never have reached the final bell without Adrian. That's what <laughs> I mean. You see the story coming to life on a musical stage makes me proud. It make Rocky proud. Yeah. Uh, let me give you a little sample. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I came apart on the Italian streets. Now I'm in the warehouse punching meats. <laughs> I'm going to go to the top of the stairs and jump around. My name's Rocky Baboa. I'm the king of the sound. Adrian! Adrian! I did it again! Adrian! The poly in my corner and the oak up on my side. I'll beat the black people till my visor died. <laughs> 
And uh, the musical set to debut in Hamburg in November 2012. Hamburg. Hamburg, That's Germany. The spot to it. Boy. Yeah. And an English language version will tour stages around oh, the world fuck, soon after. Oh, fuck. German. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> German. So now you have to sing the oh, German Oh, come on, version. Paul. I want to hear that one. Ach du, Adrian. Adrian. Was is los? Was is los? Was is los? Is a ruski. Was is los, Mr. T? Gesundheit. Gesundheit, Apollo Creed. Far McNugget. News you don't give a shit about 80s arcade quarter muncher Rampage will be getting the feature film treatment. Fuck you, I don't care about. I love that. You want the Rampage movie? Yes. Yeah. Rampage was fun. You know, that was the monsters that oh, yeah. destroyed I, I the buildings. Ad, I admit, and... it made for a great game. I yeah. pumped quarter in after quarter. Yeah, oh, that yeah. game. Uh, high on plot, God, that, I game. Love that game. <laughs> well, there was the girl. <laughs> we, ne- we never <laughs> got through it. I never really understood what the, the whole romance angle was there, but there was a romance angle. There was a girl involved. <laughs> Lizzie, George, and, <laughs> and uh, who was the wolf? What was his name? Lizzie was the girl. That was Ralph. The... Ralph was the uh, yeah, werewolf. Yeah, Lizzie, George, and Ralph. Now, for yeah. those who don't know, uh, Rampage, stand-up arcade game in which players took control of one of three giant monsters. Lizzie was the Godzilla knockoff. Yep. Uh, George was the King Kong. Uh, Ralph was a big werewolf. <laughs> oh, yeah, that kaiju. I forgot about him. Because uh, I guess they ran out of other things. And uh, set about wrecking havoc in cities throughout the continental United States. Uh, buildings get destroyed. Uh, pedestrian stomps, eaten. Uh, good time had by all until the military personnel and hardware reduce your monster's health to zero, at which it would transform back into its frail human form, then shuffle off screen in disgrace. Uh, in their underwear. It also stood out as one of the first games to place players in the role of a bad guy. So how it will translate to the big screen is anyone's guess, but the task of making it happen now will fall to New Line Cinema and producer John Ricard, whose work includes a Nightmare on Elm Street remake, Final Destination, and the upcoming Jack the Giant Killer movie. <clears throat> so those are the hands that have your your loving rampage. Go for it. Good luck. Godspeed. <laughs> you know, and that's the case. That's all the new shit news I have. It's actually wow. uh, just full of actual news wow. from here on in. There's a lot of pages from last there, so there's yeah. a lot of good news. <clears throat> oh, nice. Well, not necessarily good news, but oh, okay. news. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just not shit news. News don't give a shit. Bad about. news we care about. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by the Ugly Couch Show. So that can only bring us to a Week in Geek. Right. Yeah. Although I know you don't care. Orson Scott what? Card. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Orson Scott Card science fiction novel Ender's Game has been in Hollywood pipeline for a while now, and it seems they might have found their star. Uh, Asia Butterfield, as the star of Martin Scorsese's upcoming Hugo, he's been offered the role of Ender. Uh, Butterfield is 14 years old, a few years oh, ahead of yeah. Ender, uh-huh. when he begins his, his journey at the age of six, uh, but started acting at the age of eight. Too old. Too old he is to be in the Enders. Uh, the young actor already has eight films under his belt. Uh, for those not familiar, uh, story centers around Andrew Ender Wiggin, an exceptionally brilliant child sent to psychological minefield that is Battle School as Earth's last best hope for defeating an alien race known as the Buggers. Ender Ga- Ender's Game was first published as a novel in 1985 and has spawned 11 novels and 10 short stories, including Ender's Shadow, a novel telling the original story but from the point of view of another character, Ender's brother. Uh, Marvel made a series of comic books based on the series a few years ago. Uh, now here's where it gets a little hairy. Uh, Summit Entertainment, uh, put on the map by Twilight, is producing the feature. Oh, crap. 
And Gavin Hood, the director of X-Men Origins Wolverine, is already set as director slash writer with a release date of March 15th, 2013. Oh, crap. Good. Yeah. Tank it. Uh, Screw that crap. It's after the apocalypse. I don't Propaganda. Yeah, it's not going <clears throat> to affect me. Uh, that's the, uh, I assume you've read some of the Ender series, if not Ender's Game alone. Ender's Game. That's yeah. the only one I read, too. What do you think? Uh, I don't know, propaganda. I don't. I don't know about. I mean that. I, uh, to me, it was uh, violent goonies in space. Yeah, sure. Because it was all little kids in yeah. battle school yeah. getting prepared to go fight insects. It was, for having all the kids involved, it was actually very, very mature themed. Yeah, I mean they were dealing with some pretty heavy stuff. They basically had to save the planet, and you know, it wasn't like sounds oh, like Evangelion. A, it wasn't like they they went off to. <laughs> Save, save the Evangelion. planet sounds like Evangelion. Kids having to save the planet. But it wasn't like okay. there were like, <clears throat> you know, wizards going off to Hogwarts. I mean, these kids were going to deal with very serious This was serious things. shit. Yeah, it was this serious This is shit. real deal. Yeah, this is not snake, snake-faced fools. It's snake-faced. Uh, I don't know. I, I I love the books. I love I love the series, especially Ender's Game. It was, it was, it was a great intro. It, it helped introduce me to sci-fi. Yeah, one of my friends so, is one of his favorite series of all time. Definitely uh, near and dear to my heart, and I think they're going to treat it like crap. Yeah, that's the that is the scary yeah. part. That's yeah, because it seems to me like the uh, the the moment in the book in Ender's Game might very well come across very differently in the Hollywood version than in the the novel. Yeah, which yeah. All right. That and really, this casting is fine because really, you can't find a six-year-old actor to pull off that role. Yeah. Um, because it deals with a lot of dark things. I mean, I'm, I, a little bit of a spoiler alert here, but in the beginning of the story, Ender probably kills somebody. They kind of leave it in the, out in the open on whether or not he does, but it's, made, it's, it's hinted to that he probably very likely did kill somebody. And this is a six-year-old kid. Yeah. So so already I, you can see the, uh, the switches, go, the suits going, no, no, oh, we yeah, can't have... Oh, yeah, it's too dark. A, we, can't, yeah. we can't do that. I mean, hey, this is a kid we're talking about. We're yeah. making goonies here. Yeah. yeah. Get the Twilight people working on this. They're gonna want to. They're gonna want them to. The end of the freaking movie. They're gonna go to a dance. Damn it! Well, they did in Harry Potter too. So why not? Uh, <laughs> that dance got racked by Hars guards or something, didn't it? I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've <laughs> yeah, seen a really. red four. <clears throat> Forever. Uh, Sci-Fi has ordered a pilot script based on the DC comic character Booster Gold. Yeah, I saw that. Hmm. Uh, if you don't know the character, in the 25th century, Booster was a washed-up high school athlete working as a night watchman in a museum of 20, 20th century superhero history. He steals a robot named Skeets and several bits of superhero technology and uses the exhibit's time machine to transport himself back to our time in order to develop a superhero identity, corporatize it, and live comfortably off the proceeds. Uh, sci-fi is looking to make a hour-long drama of the show. I th- I think it's ripe. I, I think I would I would like to see this series. Dramedy. The only yeah, thing de- is yes, definitely the dramedy. The only thing mm. is Booster responds best when he's reacting to other heroes. Yeah, that's true. So they he would really, have to have the licensing to bring in a lot of the other I, I, characters. I never liked the independent comic, but I love. Booster yeah. Gold in in those Justice Just, League. Yeah, Justice League. Yeah, he was yeah. tip top. Especially yeah. uh, that's, the, that's what introduced me the, to him. the Giffen ones way back. Yeah, that, that was perfect. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, JL was fantastic. I smell birds of prey. Do you? Yeah. Think it's gonna go that Didn't way. They have a birds of prey. Yeah. That's why I smelled it. <laughs> 
I never yeah. watched a single episode. Did you? No. Anybody? I got nobody damn sense. I, I got sense in my that head. That's why. That's why it went away. None of us watched it. I watched Smallville for a while, for God's sake. Right. Oh, damn. God. <laughs> oh, Smallville. You see, and this is the part where Jeff would go, hey. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. Smallville. I got a feeling be Jeff. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Smallville's the worst. I'll grant you that the last few seasons were not that great. And the first few seasons weren't all that great, but there were those few seasons in between that were great. No. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. But that's what Jeff would say. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> that's what he would say. Good yeah. job. Thank you. I remember Thank that. Thank you, surrogate Jeff. Yeah. You're right. There was that one episode. <laughs> the one with the kryptonite? Man, I can't I can tell you on a, on a, how my hand... <laughs> The episodes I even enjoyed. You could tell us something. What, you're going to sit on your hand and tell us the... <laughs> These are the episodes I enjoyed. Let me get on my hands here. See my, I'm going to do it with both hands. Well, I, I carved I carved the episode titles into my hand. Oh, damn. Yeah. Now, that's some hardcore Palin shit yeah. right there. Yeah. Holy mackerel. I'm and here's hoping for shadow puppetry. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a real fucking fan, y'all. <laughs> uh, Lucasfilm uh, registered that domain leak. Uh, last week that made people all a flutter StarWarsIdentities.com Yes uh, It turns out uh, Star Wars Identities is an interactive museum exhibit uh, Quoting Get to know the characters of Star Wars on a whole new level Stunning costumes, models, and artwork from the films A complete interactive immersion in the world of Star Wars Unquote teases the site uh, The exhibit opens April 19th at the Montreal Science Center And on October 22nd at the TELUS World of Science in Edmonton, Canada uh, museum's websites give information about what you can actually expect from the exhibit. A quote, Visitors of all ages learn the components of human identity in this character-driven adventure into what makes us who we are. The exhibit includes a vast collection of Star Wars props, costumes, models, and artwork from the Lucasfilm archives, including iconic items like Darth Vader's costume, the Millennium Falcon model, and Anakin's full-sized pod racer. Also, an insightful investigation into the sciences of identity developed by the Montreal Science Center and a committee of scientific advisors shedding light on what can make fictional characters who they are and what makes you, you. And also a multimedia identity quest inviting you to create your own unique and personalized Star Wars identity and also a behind-the-scenes insight into the creation of the Star Wars uh, films and fun facts from the movie-making process. No word yet on when or if the exhibit will make it to other countries, but odds are, if it's successful, it will. Uh, they are going to be, quote, using material and artifacts from Lucasfilm, among them the uh, pod racer, as I said, and research from experts in the fields of genetics, neuropsych- uh, neuropsychology, health sciences, and psychology. That's all well and good. Uh, yeah. But we all know <laughs> what makes you you, according to Star Wars. Midichlorians. 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 And Without so, those, uh, you are nothing. Yeah, you're you're effed. They're, they're the nanobots mm-hmm. that drive the force. Tiny blood robots make you who you are. It did really. Uh, oh my god, dude! Alan Moore writing Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just jizzed in my pants. <laughs> that would be so fucking awesome. Can you imagine him taking a swipe at that universe. Oh yeah. Oh, that would be. First of all, Princess Leia has been raped several times. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. Yes, because Alan oh, Moore god. has all that rape motif and all of his stuff. I think he got his Garth Ennis as like <laughs> Alan Moore. 
It happens. <laughs> Come on now. I've read Lost Girls. Alan Moore's quite capable of the Oh, well, that's what I that's what I was drawing on. Actually. Oh, I see. Okay. That's the first thing my head went to was like, what other fa- what other fable has You know their you know their the Peter test? Pan story? Yeah. Uh, Luke and Leia, you thought kissing that them kissing was bad. Jeez. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That is wonderful, e. wonderful filth. Yep. E. You read that book with one hand. <laughs> Star Wars? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> one hand's on your lightsaber. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, now they're clashing. Oh, they're clashing. <laughs> oh, oh I'm supposed man. to read that book in the privacy, not with another. Don't that's cross that's the a real streams. bonding experience with Star Wars fans. Is when your lightsabers cross. Oh boy! <laughs> I'll never forget fourth grade. <laughs> oh, that's when you watch Star Wars and Boy Scouts, right? <laughs> Cub Scouts. <laughs> Deadline reports a human a hu- a puppet. A human t- what? A human puppet. No, human slash puppet TV show is in the works at NBC called The New Neighbors, uh, spelled N-A-B-O-R-S. It's, quote, a comedy about a human family and the repercussions they encounter living next door to a family of puppets. <laughs> uh, feature- this is called Charmings. <laughs> uh, feature- I've talked about this before. <laughs> the Charmings. The feature writer, John Hoffman, uh, and uh, no thir- relation. 30 Rock X... <laughs> Yes. Executive producer uh, John Rigi will write the script for The New Neighbors, which they developed with Lisa Henson and the Jim Henson Company, says cool. Deadline. Apparently, the spelling of the show's title is an homage to actor-singer Jim Neighbors, but no further details are available at this time. So, Henson's on board for the puppetry. That's good. So, um, that alone will allow me to watch it unironically. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be cool. Uh, you know, 30 Rock, they did that little bit with Liz when... Uh, did you ever see that when Kenneth was seeing people looking like Muppets? No, I didn't see that one, but... That's really that, funny. Like maybe that's where the Genesis was, because yeah, it is I'm 30 sure Rock producer. I'm sure that's what it was. It's very funny. It's very now, funny. After like the yeah. second or third season of this, the wife, the human wife, they're going to be, they're going to have a kid, and it turns out the kid's going to come out a, a mm. puppet. Right. That'll be interesting. Or well, a full switcheroo. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. My favorite instance of this was the Ben Stiller show, if you guys have seen that. Uh, did you ever see the Skank show that they did? <clears throat> I didn't. Uh, so they did this show called Skank, and it was about this sock puppet who was just a ratty old sock with a couple of eyes glued to it, big ping pong ball now eyes. Now that you mention that, I think I have. Some <laughs> some. <laughs> Sounds familiar, and, pur- yeah. and purple hair. And it was married to Janine Garofalo, right? And Skank's catchphrase, whenever Janine Garofalo would say, Skank, you were supposed to take the kids to the library today. Like, shut your freaking trap! <laughs> you know, always <laughs> say, shut your freaking trap. And... So she had this, you know, very uh, acrimonious relationship with this sock puppet. And then (laughs) in the course of the episode, there's a moment where the sock puppet is always behind stuff, right? Because there's a dude with a sock. And he makes a cross at one point. She, like, demands that Skank go over to the door or something like that, right? And he crosses, and she sees this puppeteer in full blacks <laughs> walking through her house with her husband up, you know, with a hand. And she, like, freaks the fuck out. <laughs> what is... Who is that? <laughs> it's the best, most surreal, crazy fucking thing. It's awesome. The discovery of this puppet controller. It's like, well, what's going on? Like, her whole reality just gets shattered. That's funny. The first time he ever, her husband ever moves out from behind furniture. She's like, what the fuck? And it's called the Skanks? No, it's just called Skank. Just Skank. The skank. Yeah. Okay. It's called Skank. You can see it on the YouTube. Yeah, look, sure. look for it. Shut your freaking trap. 
So has there been a, any other puppet human non-kitty show since Alf? Greg the Bunny. Greg the Bunny. I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, for good reason. I don't think I cared much for Greg now, the Bunny. Uh, yeah, it sounds like this, is, this genre has a real good track record. Well, it's hard to pull off. Um, Angel <clears throat> did it well for an episode. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, The Muppet Show, which was kind of for adults. Yeah. In its way. Uh, that was the big one. The new Muppet Show. The second version of that. Um, the third new Muppet show. Oh, uh, I guess you could argue Spitting Image. Was there humans involved in that? I just remember the puppets. I guess it was just puppets. Yeah. DC Follies, another all puppet crazy show. That mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, all right, well. Uh, the lackluster Spitting Image. Okay. Let's see. Uh, back in 2009, <coughs> Amelia Anders' daughter. The 20, then 21 years old ran for a seat in the European Parliament as a member of Sweden's Pirate Party. And that June, she won. Now, 24 years old, Anders' daughter is finally about to take her seat after years of bureaucratic delays, becoming the second member of the Pirate Party to become a MEP and the youngest person ever to do so. So there's a 24-year-old person in Parliament and uh, a member of the Pirate Party. Party. She's a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Among the major parts of her platform, a united Europe and a focus on telecommunications. As you have imagined, uh, Pirate Party's goals concern reforming copyright laws, especially allowing to peer-to-peer uh, network and <clears throat> file sharing and doing away with patent laws altogether. Uh, this is quoting uh, Miss Sanders' daughter. Uh, Culture and knowledge are good things that increase in value the more they are shared. The internet could become the greatest public library ever created. Monopoly for the copyright holder to exploit an aesthetic work commercially should be limited to five years after publication. Today's uh, copyright terms are simply absurd. Nobody needs to make money 70 years after he is dead. No film studio or record company bases its investment decisions on the off chance that the product would be of interest to anyone 100 years in the future. The commercial life of cultural works is staggeringly short in today's world. If you haven't made your money back in the first one or two years, you never will. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I like Quite a that. platform, huh? I really like Only that. Only our our yeah. politicians talk like that. Well, we got that we've got that uh, that bill coming up. Yeah, and I got a whole thing on that. Oh, okay, never yeah, mind. That, yeah, right. that, 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 that bill's bill. coming up. Okay, all right. All right. That bill's terrible. Yep. God. I'm just a bill. Just a core That's not a just, that's not just a bill. It's <laughs> monstrous, man. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't heard anything from FX's Powers series in a while. Uh, while FX hasn't completely ruled out picking it up for a series, it's making the comic-based show undergo some major surgery before giving it another chance. Uh. However, according to Powers co-creator uh, Brian Michael Bendis, this is not bad news at all. In fact, it shows signs that the network is actually interested in giving the show a chance. This latest Powers information came with the official news that FX has officially passed on another series, Outlaw Country but is giving Powers another shot at a pickup by pouring some more money into it for retooling. At least, uh, this is the impression that Bendis is getting. He's explained on Twitter saying the same trick worked out for another FX hit. Quoting uh, Bendis, a network spending more money on Powers is good. They did the same thing to Sons of the Sons of Anarchy pilot. FX sees pilots differently than regular networks. He went on to say that discussions with FX were going great. Apparently, easing the minds of all the hopeful fans who were eager to, eager to see the TV series based on creator-owned comic. Uh, Powers, uh, which was created by Bendis and Mike Orning, was the, published through Image Comics from 2000 to 2004. It's a crime procedural mixed with the superhero and it's fantasy genres. It's still being genres. published. Is it still going? 
Yeah. But uh, oh, that, no, that was through okay. Image. Okay. Yeah, now it's gone to Marvel. Yes. Uh, and this live-action adaptation uh, had cast Jason Patrick as Detective Christian Walker and Lucy Punch as Dina Pilgrim, plus Carly Folks, a.k.a. the T-Mobile Girl, as Retro Girl. Uh, no word on the retooling affecting the casting, so uh, still alive and kicking. FX is a good network for that, I think. It's yeah, probably. that yeah. would be... Oh, wow. I, I love that. That's the best thing ever. It really... It just doesn't get any better than Powers. That is, that's tip-top for you? For me, that's the zenith of comic bookdom, yes. Wow. Yeah, high, that's high praise. It's been, it's been my favorite book since it's damn good since issue one. I've been like, holy fuck, yeah, and it's just done it's just done such incredible things. Yep, I followed that book even when I moved to California. I made a point to get. I have every single issue of that book. Love that book. You're looking off wistfully, folks. It's so good. It's like it's one of those things that makes you go, I'll never do anything this good. Oh, so. It- Humbles you. Oh, it, so it crushes dreams. It, <laughs> destroys your soul. It just, All right. It's so, Read it, folks. It's just that good. It's brilliant. I feel you. No, I know what you mean. Actually, this next one has to it's do with awe-inspiring. the uh, TV version of one of my favorite comics. Uh, writer Melissa Rosenberg confirmed that Marvel characters Carol Danvers, Ms. Marvel, and Luke Cage, Power Man, will be in A.K.A. Jessica Jones. Uh, the la- latter is not surprising, considering uh, he's been in a relationship with Jones, fathered her child, and then became her husband. But Rosenberg now has even more details. She told Hitflix the series would absolutely take place in the larger cinematic Marvel universe that has been established by recent films, but they can't use everything. Quote, it's very tricky navigation there. You can't mention one guy because Fox has the rights to that guy and Universal has the rights to the other one. There are a lot of boundaries on who you can use and who you can't use, she said. I had Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Carol Danvers for the pilot script. Basically, I wanted those three, then I would have a series. Everyone else, we can be digging into lesser-known characters or taking known characters and renaming them if we have to. Uh, Even if we won't be seeing them on the show, Tony Stark and Stark Industries are mentioned in the script, according to Rosenberg. As we go along, things will alter in terms of what is made available to us, but we're definitely in that universe. We are in no way denying that that universe exists. And as much as I can, I'm going to pull everything in from there that I can use. Uh, based on uh, Brian Michael Bendis' comic series, Alias, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, will revolve around the character who gave up her life as the superhero Jewel in order to open a private detective agency. Uh, now she says they're just waiting to see what happens with the upcoming season on ABC. Quote, it fell between the cracks of the seasons, and hopefully this will be the one, she said. Wow. Do you know what really makes me interested in that? Is actually Hollywood having a black man, white woman romance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With a baby. That, with a baby. That's, that's going to be interesting to see how they play that out because that's a, that's a big one Hollywood gets nervous about. Sure. And I don't know how much they're going to be basing it from the comic, but that, that was a Marvel Max title, and that was a dark comic alias. Yeah. yeah. Really dark. In fact, it has, uh, even on all the horrible dark, comics i have read in my life has one of the most emotionally and dark impactful moments of any comic i've ever read i think the fact that uh it follows kind of a female perspective um makes it i don't know more uh when she goes through the trials and tribulations of of, you know being a hero or actually being a detective (coughs) Mm -hmm. uh it almost seems like it impacts her more because her perspective seems a little different where like when you're reading about Luke Cage, sure. you know, he's just going to walk into a room and beat shit, it, shit shit up and that's fun. Yeah. But, you know, seeing a woman get beaten by a by a villain, it it, it 
it really makes you sit back and go, whoa, this don't read this right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the one you want to introduce your girlfriend to guys. No, with. definitely not. No. 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 You no, just I lost, lost girls. girls. <laughs> <laughs> and now she thinks I'm a pervert. <laughs> now she does. Why not? Okay. Uh, previously, NBC passed on Brian Fuller's idea to reboot the classic series The Munsters. It was described as Modern Family meets True Blood. Well, he decided to give it another go a few months ago, and now that they've read his new script, they've given the official go-ahead to make it. Universal Television is producing the project, described as an imaginative reinvention of the Munsters uh, as a visually spectacular one-hour drama comedy, obviously, according to Deadline. Uh, Fuller's new outline submitted in September was received well, and his new script was delivered to NBC early this month. The network is said to be picturing the reboot of the 1960s show as the potential summer or event series. Uh, like Fuller's previous series, Pushing Daisies, the project features striking visuals mixed with all the classic Munsters archetypes. Hmm. You know what? I have no solid nostalgia for the original Munsters series. I hated that show. And I, I, I have no attachment to it whatsoever. I think it's something that could be redone or redone well. Always hated that show. Yeah? Always hated that show. And and the reason being? I just felt like even as a child it was talking down to me. Playing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was easy humor. Oh. Laugh tracky. It's just so bad. Yeah. It's like punny, like some some people in this room. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it but it wasn't clever. <laughs> it wasn't clever. No, it, no, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't. And that's where I think it actually can. I mean, Herman, Herman, guess what? Guess what, Herman? Nowadays, us vampires all got the AIDS from biting on people. Oh, my God, Herman. Was that from an actual episode? Wow. No, that's, <laughs> that's rather prescient. I don't know. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember it being that topic. If that was the episode, <laughs> no, that's yeah. how it's going to be now. That's what the thing was about. <laughs> Oh, Grandpa. No, if... Grandpa. Oh, we've got a dragon living under the stairs. Lily, blah, 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 blah. No, if, if they keep that exact same humor style, then yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to suck no matter what. I don't know. Hey, I'm talking about suck. I'm the one who's sucking around here. I'm a vampire. I got the age from biting people nowadays. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty crazy. Uh, it's, it's modern living. There's no place for a vampire to be. AIDS and all. Oh, boy. I got hep C from biting on Pam Anderson. Bye, 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 bye. Not only that, but I got a mouth full of silicone because I nipped a nip. Yo. <laughs> Keep it up, Paul. You're yeah. going to give them ideas. Oh, buddy. You <laughs> have them. You're going to find it on FX before Like it won't be out, man. It's going to be on there already. Yeah. Where are the monsters? If I'll tell you what will make me shit myself, yeah. and I will literally shit myself. I'll sit on the couch and shit. Not my couch, you won't. If they... <laughs> Come if on. They, it's it's, it's got to be an ugly couch. If they get day. Dragula for the theme song. Yeah. That's it. They, that's, that's what's going to do it for you? That's what will put me over the edge. I'll be like, fuck me. And they will, too. On the other hand, a Dragula series. Starring Rob Zombie. A show all about the car. Produced. Hey, I take it out onto the freeways, and I go real fast, Herman. Here's the thing. I just started in with the NCAA. Not the NCAA. What's NASCAR? (laughs) (laughs) NASCAR. (laughs) We vampires. We vampires get things confused in our old age, Herman. Okay, not the NCAA. I'm not... I'm not playing basketball. I'm driving a race car. The Dragula gets 100,000 miles. It's so freaking fast. It turns into a bat, too. 
I tell you, I bit Pamela Anderson's titty. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Hyman. I bit it right on the tit. How? <laughs> it was like chewing on a sandbag. Oh, <laughs> poor Pam. <laughs> but poor Pam. No poor Pam here. <laughs> I I tried to bite Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I got steroids. In the name of protecting... <laughs> Carry on. All right, yeah, okay. ah! In the words of Jeff Gunter, really? Nothing? Nothing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about that, Bill. Ah, uh, yeah. Ugh. In the name of protecting prosperity, creativity, entrepreneurship, and innovation, there is a bill currently being debated in Congress, the Protect IP Act, and its house version, the Stop Internet Piracy Act, or SOPA, uh, concerning membership of the uh, membership concerning censorship of the internet that intends to leave legal windows open to prosecute regular users. Uh, this is a matter of taking freedom of expression out of the hands of the people. And giving it to corporations who can then in turn uh, to turn to all their c- consumers and say, we have PR firms and advertising agencies to tell people about our TV show slash album slash movie. Stop linking to it or you'll have mm-hmm. to pay for it. Unquote. This is terrible. Uh, like mo- 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 the end of our show. It, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, uh, like mo- most congressional bills, uh, this one's a hard one to get through to read. Intentionally difficult to understand by laypersons. Uh, one of those things that rank-and-file congressional representatives might just pass off is something like outlawing Napster and putting their signature on, not realizing that this bill really amounts to restrictions on free speech for regular people, uh, their own constituents, for example, and also them. It's not unlike the efforts to control what people can see on the Internet that are going on in countries like China and Iran. Uh, the intentions are, are not bad. Uh, the bill is meant to protect the properties of producers and entertainment, music, television, etc., movies. However, to say that it, it plans to overreach would be putting it politely. What it seeks to do is to give corporations the power to take down sites the corporations think infringe on their copyrighted properties. Yes, just sites. Sites with domain names they don't like. Sites with content they don't like. <clears throat> and people who distribute or link to sites or content they don't like. That includes, for example, the simple act of sharing something on Twitter, Facebook, or Tumblr. I'll give you an example. If uh, BBC wanted to, they could go after a person who made a Doctor Who JPEG, and they could claim that it contains copyright material, and the creator of this JPEG is infringing upon the BBC's rights. And then they could also shut down the site in which it appears and go after every person who shared it. Uh, according to Fight for the Future, who is uh, doing a great uh, uh, push against this, uh, I'll give the government, it'll give new p- government new powers to block America's access to websites that corporations don't like. The bill would criminalize posting all sorts of standard web content, uh, music playing in the background of videos, footage of people dancing, kids playing video games, and posting video of people playing cover songs. As for the whole prison thing, I'd like to tell you it's just hyperbole, but it's not. From American censorship under SOPA, quote, it becomes a felony with a potential five-year sentence to stream a copyrighted work that would cost more than $2,500 to license, even if you are a totally non-commercial user, for example, singing a pop song on Facebook. 
this is garnering a reaction from across the political spectrum, proving that this is beyond partisan politics. This affects everyone who uses the internet, happens to be a fan of anything, and likes to tell people about it on the internet. It will start with site shutdowns, and maybe no one will go to prison or even pay a fine, but with the passage of this bill, there will be nothing stopping corporations from finding someone with a high-quality do-it-yourself tribute video on YouTube and bringing them to court where the government can legally tell that person, quote, under Protect IP and SOPA, you are a criminal for using this content without permission, and now you will be sentenced for your crime, which you really can't deny because it was on the Internet and seen by all these other users, unquote. If you want to know how this law works, I have embedded a video on the Geek Shock section of this episode that uh, Fight for the Future's put together that explains exactly how the bill works. Uh, it's actually quite chilling. Yeah, it's a nightmare scenario. Uh, yeah, when it comes down to it, uh, every if this bill passes, I have to take down every single past episode of Geek Shock uh, because of sometimes we would, when we talk about like say Back to the Future, I would lose just a snippet of Back to the Future, which currently is under uh, common use license because I'm using a small snippet. We're talking about the item, and so right now that's legal. However, if this passes, uh, that would then become illegal. And I have to uh, pull all the episodes out. And uh, and their video show, too, has to go through some major reworks. Everything would be fucked. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so many other little sites like us. Yeah. <clears throat> all the stuff that makes the internet fun and interesting and creative and, would and, be destroyed. And here's the thing. It doesn't even stop that. As uh, If you go watch the video on the website or go look for it yourself, this doesn't stop piracy. Because all it does is it blocks the name of the site. For mm. example, you won't be able to go, say, piratebay.org. But if you type the physical numbered IP address for Pirate Bay, not a problem. Mm. You're not, it's not gonna, it doesn't do a thing to stop piracy. All it does is it gives power to the corporations to essentially block sites that they feel are infringing on them in any large or small way possible. If uh, just like, and they've used this power before. There's a there was a video of a dancing baby who was dancing to some song that was playing on a radio in the background that you could barely hear, but the RIAA had that video shut down because of the copyright infringement of that song. Even though the song wasn't the focus of the video, it was the fact that this d baby was dancing cutely to it. And so that's the power that they already have. Mm -hmm. Now just up <clears throat> that to. Uh, full congressional backing right, and yeah. you yeah you've pretty much broken the internet absolutely yeah it, and that's that's the goal for some of these people yeah and they, oh yeah and they yeah, can yeah. go and sue at so the larger thing let's say uh you put on some audio piece or some video or, or create your own little uh, animated gif for example uh for your uh your forum site and you put that on facebook they can go after Facebook and sue them for you putting it on there. So Facebook is going to completely streamline what you can and cannot put up there. Right. You'll no longer be able to upload the things you can now. Facebook will go away. Pretty much, because it'll be yeah. a, uh, <coughs> a legal cesspool. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a morass of nightmare entanglements, yeah. and no one will want to be party to it. No, well, the internet will die. This is internet-killing material right here. Yes, the is. internet is not an entertainment medium. It is a communication medium, and this bill, it sounds like, treats it like an entertainment medium. Yes. And the other side to that is it also, it just 
corporations are not people and they should not have the power they should not have the rights and privileges of citizens yeah, which they do under law yeah we got to fix that shit yeah, yeah. there's too mm-hmm. many they have too many damn rights yeah yeah but it's not gonna get fixed anytime soon because that's who's bankrolling this whole thing Ugh, it's very scary. It's a cycle. It's a horrible when cycle. Is that, do, do we know when this bill goes up for vote? Is it, I don't is it know. still being debated? Or? Yeah, it is still being debated, but it is now currently being fast-tracked. But we don't even have a say in it, right? We don't. It's the only thing you senators. can... Senators. There, right. there are petitions circulating yeah. around like that so, you can sign on to. And, so, um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm putting that video up. By the time this audio is up, that video will be there too. Oh, my God. And from there... Uh, There'll be a place you can go to call your congressman, write to your congressman, because that's really all you can do is just give enough pressure mm-hmm. to them. I mean, Tumblr's got this whole thing where if you call them, I mean, if you type in your number, they will like immediately call you, give you talking points if you need them, and then put you on to your senator or representative. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, Tumblr's Good. really, there's a lot of sites really going. In fact, uh, I think Reddit has put up a whole bunch of redacted, uh, you know, how when you get uh, papers from the Freedom of Information Act from Congress and there's all the black lines across it of the stuff you're not allowed to read because it hasn't been uh, mm-hmm. cleared. Uh, Reddit did that to their own site, essentially <laughs> saying that this is what the Internet's going to look like. Mm. And uh, so there's a, there's, there's a lot of movement on there, and a lot of, all the big names in the Internet are... Fighting against it, God, I hope, but it's not. I hope but sanity prevails. Exactly. So everybody, everybody, right? Even our listeners in China, yeah, especially <laughs> our listeners in China, <laughs> right, right, right. Our congressmen, oh. yes. Yeah, well, China has a lot more pull than we do sometimes. <laughs> I'm not a member of your. Now, you know what'd be really interesting <laughs> is that if this did get passed and it got moved up to the Supreme Court, because on the one hand, the conservative members of the court tend to be pro corporate, mm-hmm. but on the other hand. They they do occasionally step up. Yeah, and, and uh, like recently we've had some issues hit the court, and they've they've uh, yeah. Well, they've the, done the, it right. Years ago, the thing that really impressed me was that whole eminent domain thing, yeah. where even though the court passed it, the conservatives were the ones who stood up and said, "What the fuck are you guys doing, allowing business interests mm-hmm. to use the government for eminent domain seizure?" Which was just like, "God damn, sir." Wow, yeah. that was yeah, good. You know. Nice surprise. So, uh, and, and of course, the telling point there is they lost. Mm-hmm. So they were the dissenting opinion. So right. it'll be very interesting to see how that would play. Although I'd much rather I could totally forego seeing that. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, being just, defeated in Congress and not going anywhere would yeah. just Nipping be fine by bud. me. So the more voices out there that are calling, writing, emailing your congressman, the better chance that this will get kiboshed. And again, you're not just saving the internet. You're saving our show that you're listening to right now. That's right. When it yep. comes down to it. So listeners in China, tell all your relatives to write our congressman. And... we got six billion people <laughs> wrote into us. All right. Uh, I would say on to something lighter, but this is not lighter. Anne McCaffrey, oh, yes. the groundbreaking award-winning fantasy author who won a dedicated following with her sci-fi fantasy blending series, Dragon Riders of Pern, passed away today, November 22nd. Mm. Uh, the Pern series now encompasses a total of 22 novels, many of them co-written by, with McCaffrey's son, Todd. Another installment in the series, Dragon's Time, is set to arrive in 2012. In 2005, she received the highest honor of the Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America, the Grand Master Award. 
And in 2006, she was inducted into the Science Fiction Hall of Fame. Uh, McCaffrey maintained an active relationship with her fans via her website and was answering fan questions as recently as November 4th. Among her more noticeable, uh, notable fan interactions was this advice to writers that she posted on her blog in April. Quote, First, keep reading. Writers are readers. Writers are also people who cannot not write. Second, follow Heinlein's rules for getting published. Mm-hmm. One, write it. Two, finish it. Three, send it out. Four, keep sending it out until someone sends you a check. There are variations on that, but that's basically what works. Mm-hmm. Unquote. So, so long, Anne. You'll yep. be missed. Big part of my science fantasy category in my paperback collection is my mom's Pern books. I think I've got like a dozen of the series. That's a significant chunk. Yeah. She loved Pern. She my mom's loved also it. a big fan of the Pern. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I read quite a few of them myself, but mom really, yeah, she gobbled them up. And speaking of dragons, back in February... Uh, Bethesda announced that if someone had a baby on November 11th, 2011, the release date for Skyrim, and named that baby Dovahkiin, a name used in the game that translates to Dragonborn, they'd get a lifetime supply of Bethesda games, past, present, and future titles. Well, a couple took Bethesda up on that offer and gave the world 8-pound, 1-half-ounce Dovahkiin Tom Kellermeyer. Uh, Dovahkiin's mom explains... We've toyed with Dovahkiin and the ramifications of naming a child that name, and that name being based on a video game character, however awesome, and what impact that would have on him. But the more I thought of it, the more I settled on Dovahkiin, contest or no. Uh, She also cited her daughter, Kiari, already having a unique name, so they wanted their son to follow suit. They did give Dovahkiin a normal middle name, Tom, just in case the whole Dovahkiin thing ends up being a terrible idea. I'm surprised there was only one. Yeah, me too. I expected... Uh, Maybe like four or five. I was wondering... Uh, Fourteen. Has anyone heard... Did, did they have to induce labor to get the eleven eleven date? Or <laughs> They wanted it that bad? Yeah, well, I mean, there. like... She fell down a what, flight she, of stairs. Was she holding off a little bit? Or, oh, like, my well, nowadays, God. <laughs> just pinched her cheeks together? Is that... <laughs> just, just hold it. Well, once, once he Dovahkiin entered the fourth trimester... Uh, he probably tore through her, right? That's right. I mean, he's fucking dragon. I am Dovahkiin! Dragon shouted right out. Yeah. That's right. Ian Holm shows up in the delivery room. No, no, no! Don't touch it! That should happen every time a baby is born. With Yafet Kodo just sitting there with a fork, like, no, 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 don't touch it. That'd be so good. That'd be so good. I remember watching that movie, and it's like twice, Yafet Kodo could have stopped it all. And both times, somebody (laughs) stopped him. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) All right, Dovahkiin. (laughs) <laughs> so, welcome to Earth, Dovahkiin. Dovahkiin. May you someday run for Congress. What's his nickname oh. going to be, Keen or Dove? Probably Tom. Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably DT. Dra- probably Dragon. Uh, you know what? I think he'll just adopt Dragonborn. He'll, you know he'll what? Do the I would have rather been named Dragonborn than Dovahkiin. But he had to be uh, Dovahkiin for this contest. Yeah, you know, that... But, but the translate... Uh, but you know what? At that point, I say Dragonborn. Hey, Dragonborn. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. There you go. That's right. What and everyone want? think he was from D&D 4th Edition. It'll be like a whole terrible bo- misconception. The whole boy <laughs> named Sue thing happening all over again. <laughs> Don't name your son uh, Dovahkiin. <laughs> Let's see. AMC is moving into alien territory. 
buying the UFO-centric Thunderstruck with one of the Battlestar Galactica masterminds on board, David Icke. According to Deadline, the show will follow, quote, powerful and enigmatic entities that begin appearing all over the world. After one shows up in the town of Great Falls, Montana, the local citizens must grapple with the dramatic effects and growing mystery of repeated visitations, unquote. Uh, AMC's development process is a little different. Uh, they work with a number of different projects they've already bought and then choose the few they want to actually put on the air. So there's no telling if or when this will make the cut. It's like a bunch of Thors coming down. and Yes. You know what? Exactly that's what funny. Be. That's like where my brain went to. And then I was thinking somebody should uh, adapt uh, the Eternals to uh, FX or AMC. Oh, man. Somebody should do top ten. But that would just be oh, so much money. Fuck. That that is Holy my second favorite. Comic book. <laughs> that's, the, that's the other one that made shit. you feel that's bad the other about one. your creativity. God Man, damn. that's a that's the best series. That was awesome. Right? I mean, Powers is great, but Top Ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't read Top Ten. Super Oh my god! What? I know I haven't read Top Ten. I don't know about. Oh, Alan Moore's. It's as good as Watchmen. You've never brought it to the show. Have I not brought Top Ten? No. Are you kidding me? I bet I did. So it's your fault. I bet I did. I don't think Go so. back, because that's one well, of my favorites. Well, let's do a search through the Ugly Couch Show tags for time. I oh, bet I, I that's no, probably no. in, like, episode two. <laughs> I mean, I went so far as to as to hunt down the hardbound editions. Wow. Yeah. I have the dude, hard- it's, it's, it is good. He just, yeah. It's, it's perfect mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. It's, it's incredible. It's sweet. I enjoyed that. Uh, more than uh, Tom Strong, and uh, even oh, more yeah. than Promethea. And Promethea was oh, and Promethea is awesome too. Yeah, but yeah, but top ten is like The Wire meets Powers. Hmm. Sure, meets Smallville. I haven't seen no. <laughs> and you just said you haven't seen The Wire. You kill me with you not watching The I Wire. Know. I know you, you monkey fucking goofball. Like, they just had a big sale on Amazon for like. The whole series for like seventy nine dollars. I know. On DVD. I know. Oh, there you go, Paul. Had, Christmas for Todd. If I had any money, I'd pull the trigger. He's got seasons one and two right here. <laughs> you borrowed them from me at one point. I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Such a good series. Whew. And it's being reported that after some rough waters during the negotiation process, Showtime and star Michael C. Hall have come to an ar- agreement on a new two year deal. The new deal ensures a season seven and season eight of the series Dexter, which follows Dexter Morgan, a blood spatter analyst for the Miami Metro Police Department who leads a double life as a serial killer with a strict code that only allows him to kill those guilty of very bad things. Uh, This also hints that season eight might be the final season of Dexter. You think? Yeah. Showrunner David Niven spoke of the possibility saying, quote, I'm not going to say with absolute certainty that this is the end, but that is the likely scenario that the series is moving toward a definite end. But yeah, I actually am kind of surprised it went going as far as it is. I kind of yeah. figured it was going to be like a five season. Uh, Does arc. it five or seven really tend to be the sweet spot for television series anyway? Yeah, yeah, seven. Well, I think I'm. I mean, it's jumped the shark a couple times. A couple I, times. <clears throat> wow. Because uh, the last season I saw was the one with the. Uh, uh, Third Rock from the Sun guy. Yeah. Left my head for some reason. Yeah. For, that's season four. Yeah. Um, that was Lithgow? great. That was amazing. Lithgow. Yeah. Lithgow yeah. was phenomenal. It's good. It's good. But I mean, there were two or three episodes where you're like, okay. All right. Co-winky Dink City. I don't know. It was it was great. It's good. Yeah. I don't know. I like that it exists. I, I like being in a five. world where Dexter exists. It's pretty interesting. <clears throat> it is. It is very c- 
cutting edge. John Smedley, the president of Sony Online Entertainment, has confirmed on his personal Twitter account that since DC Universe Online has gone free to play on November 1st, the daily revenue has gone up over 700%. <laughs> He also added that the user base has been steadily growing at around 6% a day, with approximately 85% of those players having pre- previously played the game. So, yeah, another fine move to free-to-play that apparently is working for a lot of people. Yeah. Because the internet is a communication medium. Who, who's left? Wow, is that it? Is that the only one that's not free-to-play now? Of the majors? Of the majors, yeah. That's... Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine when they release Star Wars, that's going to be a monthly thing. Uh, Old Maybe. Republic. Maybe. Holy yeah. shit, if they did free-to-play. You know what? It'll be free-to-play with a premium, in. I bet. If ain't? I bet it'll be free-to-play with a premium subscription thing. Because yeah. that's what all these are. They are free-to-play, and everything has a premium <laughs> to it. And I mean, they, they've yeah. got to adapt to that model. It's clearly the more successful model. Yeah. Mm. That's and what it is. Wow falling off, what, $2 million, did I say last week? Since last year? I don't know. 1.7 million, something like that? Yeah. 800,000 users dropped off. In the last few months? Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. True. But that's not the real number. The real number would actually be the revenue. But yeah, and they're still making money. So, yeah, so exactly. they're still reporting. Did their revenue fall off? You know, that's. Their revenue did fall off, but let's face it, they still have near 10 million users. Yeah. Yeah. And also, WoW started it all. So, that. that, that No, no, it didn't. That was EverQuest. Well, I mean, but it isn't, isn't... No one was ever as big as WoW, but yeah. EverQuest was huge when it busted out. It just WoW took it to a whole different more. You remember level. when the EverQuest okay. parties would come into Trek? Remember when they had yeah. that at the Hilton? Those big, I sure yeah, I do. Yeah, I do remember that. that was but I mean, just in terms of the, the sheer hugeness of yeah, it. Yeah, nothing was ever So larger. I think, I mean, because there's a, there's a parallel discussion in like the science fiction and fantasy writing community about authors putting their stuff online for free mm-hmm. and then um, and then selling print and you have examples of some people who actually that does drive sales right but uh, one of the one of the really clear thinkers very very smart science fiction authors John Scalzi made his comment because he got his start that way he put his first novel up on his uh, website because he was already a popular blogger Okay. And then the novel got bought, and then he became he's become one of the best new writers yeah. of, of the age. And um, he was arguing that he thinks the free model helps established authors. But for new authors to do that, he thinks it's going to be a little more difficult for something like that to get them started. But you know what? Actually, that's, it's there, but now there's the new model, the Amazon model, mm-hmm. which you charge a ridiculously low fee right. for your novel. Right. And then, you know, 99 cents. And the yes, profit and sharing in that, that is about half and half. Mm-hmm. So if you get a popular novel, and let's face it, it's easy to download a 99-cent book. Yeah. Real easy. Yeah. Right. And that and was actually part of part of what he was discussing is the finding the finding the happy the happy medium in that. And that that was actually part of what he discussed. Cause, so I think that... Uh, but the original point being that it really worked for, for him, Cory Doctorow, a variety of other uh, newer authors who do that sort of thing. That tends to be a, um, 
that tends to be uh, more effective for them than just getting started. So maybe like for what, what my original point is, WoW has been there, they're huge, they're monstrous. So yeah. they, may, they may very well defy it and, and not go free to play because they don't really have to. You're right, they don't. Because when you break that $9 million down monthly. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, really. <laughs> and a uh, little piece of Skyrim fun. Uh, while exploring the map, an intrepid Skyrim explorer came across an archway at the bottom southeast of Skyrim. As with most games that have an edge of the map, this archway prevented access through the gate with the use of the old gaming stalwart, the Invisible Wall. Uh, I've hit that wall in that game, by the way. Uh, the archway was in the direction of Morrowind, which was the third installment of the Elder Scrolls series, complete with visible terrain and foliage. So the explorer did what any good gamer would do. He turned on no-clip mode and broke out of Skyrim, finding not only the landmass on which Morrowind takes place, but the Imperial City from Oblivion as well. The explorer notes that he was able to walk through Morrowind for quite a while before the textures and foliage gra uh, gradually faded into something less intricate. Uh, there are two theories as to why this is. Uh, the popular exciting theory regarding why Bethesda would put land masses from both Morrowind and Oblivion into Skyrim is to set the stage for some future DLC wherein we'd be given access to both lands. A slightly more sensible theory is that since each Elder Scrolls game takes place in the same world, that each game's map shows the other in accessible lands, Skyrim's 3D map required the previous game's land masses in order to properly fill out the map. Uh, either way, both theories result in no-clip mode allowing players to walk out of Skyrim and into Elder Scrolls past. <laughs> and of course, only on the <clears throat> PC version, because you can't yeah. turn off clipping on your xbox or PS3. that we know of that we know of there might be a secret code. so we get our game sharks yes game sharks jesus christ i never had a game shark me neither i no? wish i did I had a game genie I, I was that this kind of same thing right same thing yeah you had a game genie then no no i wish i had one. oh okay I was always one of those kids that was like, oh, it'll break your thing. Uh. I remember that. I remember asking you about that years ago. Yep. And you were just like, oh, dude. Yeah. Because they can, but they don't usually. Mm-hmm. Nah, Very never had it. Always heard of it. The, the magic cartridge ad ad adapter. Yeah. Well, you, did you have one? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And, of course, watch The Ugly Couch Show itself. We tell you what to watch, what to read, what to play. Thanks for listening. And please, yes. again... Find the time. Write your congressman. Call them. Let them know how you feel about the internet going corporate. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, then this will affect you. Yes. Yeah. If you listen to any podcast, it will affect you. It's true. It's terrible. And if you have Netflix, watch Downton Abbey. You were it's, telling me about that. that it's incredible. It. A BBC show? Yep. Incredible. First season, seven episodes, period piece. Incredible. I have not been so moved in a long time. Yeah, what, no, give me, give me the, the what what's period? the base, what's the basis of the story? You've got 1912, the the eve of the of the war. You've got this aristocrat family dealing with trying to get the daughters of the family married off properly, and you have the family fortune hung up in this weird um, stipulated legalese that the now deceased patriarch set into play. Okay. Family has no male heirs directly. 
So the fortune is going to fall to a very distant cousin and, you know, confusion on from there, how to maintain the family home. But then you've got all the intricacies of this entire um, brigade of service people that live in this house and maintain this mansion and work for this family and, you know, the lives that they lead as, you know, right next to but millions of miles away from the lies lives of the aristocracy. Yeah. It's incredible. Must be written well for you to come up with that. It's that's not your usual cup of tea. Oh, well, you'd be surprised. I get into some weird shit, but that's <laughs> I but I but I appreciate yeah, I Belladonna, I mean, so we know. Buddy, but it's so it's so well done. It's so well done. Hey, I'm always up for a new BBC Move me show. to tears always. more than once. Really? It's it's incredible. Oh, I'm already there. Yep. Downton Abbey. It swept the Golden Globes, or one of those, or, or the Emmys. It swept the Emmys the other, the other the last year, and I was like, and I'd never oh, heard damn. of it. Yeah, hmm. it's incredible. Another fine programming from the BBC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no joke. Man, they do it well. And you know what else we do well? End this show. I am Master Torgo. Famous Paul. Commander K. And just Michael. And we'll talk to you next week, folks. <laughs> Remember, write your congressman. I'm still going to do that. Ni hao, China. <laughs> Yeah, those listening in China, thank you. I'm not a member of your, no. <laughs> your delegation. And you can also listen, uh, if you check out Destructoid ever, uh, Jim Sterling has a real great rant on this as well where he lays it out for you too. And I love his venom. He's, uh, he's a sharp one. His, uh, his rant, his, his Jimquisition about this is very good. So if you want like a street-wise filth-covered version of what Todd's going to link to. <laughs> Listen to Jimquisition. Well, you know what? I might uh, see if I can find out. Yeah, like that you too. put that up there, too, because it's pretty great. Yeah. he He's, uh, he's a big-time proponent of the internet. Uh, I really like the Destructoid show as well. Uh, the Detoid podcast is real good, too. So, yeah. Those guys are fighting for your rights, too, because it would fuck their whole world. Oh, yeah. Many, and they've got, many worlds. And they, and they got an industry. You know what I mean? They're making their money on that shit. That's true. So. I, I hope it doesn't happen because I like their stuff. Right. And next week, folks, if we're still here, nah, we will be. be. It's not going to happen that fast. Yeah, no. it's true. General Bureau is not breaking down our door yet. Nope. <laughs> and the return of Jeff and Blarg. God damn it. <laughs> here they come. Here they come. <laughs>